sweet hello everyone and the warmest welcome to the Fashion Break podcast. I'm so delighted to have you here today joining us listening inspiring, taboo-breaking and wisdom-filled stories so that you could reach towards your personal potential and more satisfying life. Today I'm joined with Jessica Hamlund who is an American portrait and branding photographer based in Stockholm, Sweden. She's helped entrepreneurs, CEOs and small businesses to build their brand online by delivering strong visuals for their businesses. Jessica left her life in America for a love and went off to Belgium in 2010. It was in Belgium where she fell back in love with photography. Living abroad left Jessica feeling lost with no idea of what to do with her life. Through her journey of self-realization, she found that she could help entrepreneurs build their brand and create a life of their dreams by using her passion for photography. Now you can find Jessica speaking about personal branding and teaching entrepreneurs how to build their personal brand online with photography. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about Jessica's work as a photographer, her journey to it, and starting business abroad as an expat. So welcome, Jessica, to Passion Break Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. It's so nice to have you on. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you found me somehow. <laughs> it was kind of cool. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'd love to talk to you. <laughs> Actually, I think it's good for you to know because I just literally Googled like photographer in Stockholm or something. Oh, cool. And your like uh, website comes pretty up in there. So I think you are having a really good CEO. <laughs> oh, yeah. WordPress. <laughs> really good yeah yeah thank you but so you are originally from America but you are um, now based in Stockholm Sweden is that right yes so I'm from Illinois and um, it's called normal Illinois nobody knows it (laughs) but um, yeah so I basically met my husband um, in Stockholm at a wedding and that's how I ended up kind of leaving America and, and traveling abroad so uh, we met in 2009 and we were married in 2010. It was really fast. So basically it was really like love happened really quick. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to move abroad. Mm-hmm. So I ended up moving to Belgium. So after we were married, I moved to Belgium and we had two kids there in Belgium. So we were in Brussels and we lived there for five years And I really like struggled to like find work because it was, um, you know, French was the language and my French was terrible. And I was kind of like, oh, what am I going to do? You know, I mean, I'm a graphic designer by trade. Like that's what I went to school for. Mm -hmm. And the whole time I was like trying to figure it out, you know, like, what do I do now? I have like a baby and there's like, you know, there's not like any daycare. Well, there was, but I just, it didn't really like the what they have is crush Mm -hmm. and it didn't feel right like it just the way it looked the places that we saw like to put the kids in I was like (laughs) oh maybe I'll just stay home with the kids I mean the way it worked out with us my husband and I um I didn't have to like go out and find a job which was really like a blessing Mm -hmm. uh, that I was able to stay with my kids and like you know bring them up for a couple years um but after a certain while I was like I need to do something like I feel like I can't just like be a stay-at-home mom like that's not me at all Mm -hmm. Um, my whole life I've been kind of like an entrepreneur like doing my own thing Um, 
And so I had like that urge inside of me, but I also had like two kids to take care of, which was like really difficult. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, basically like I started, like I put up my website, I had a, like a portfolio with my graphic design work. Mm. Um, I was like, who is going to find me in English? I don't know, but I'll just put it up, you know, and like see what happens. And, um, I put up my graphic design work and there was a girl who like contacted me and she was like, Oh, I really love your wedding invitation. And I don't even know why I put my wedding invitation there, but she found it and was like, I want that that exact same thing. So I was like, okay, well that's easy. I just, you know, put in some new names and, you know, change the colors. And so I started like making her, her wedding invitations. And she was like, do you want to take our wedding photos? And I was like, Oh, I don't know about that. You know, like I had been taking photos Mm. for, just myself for fun with my phone or with my, you know, like nicer camera. And I was like, no, I don't think so. But then it started to spark something inside me. Like afterwards, I was like, maybe I should like start taking pictures again, you know, Mm -hmm. just to like try it out. So I started asking people like if I could take their photos for free, like just, you know, tried it out. And then, um, and then it ended up being that we were moving. So basically I had started taking pictures for free just for fun Mm -hmm. of friends, um, like maternity photos, family photos. And I was like, okay, this is fun. Um, You know, and I had some work, but then we moved to Sweden. And when I moved to Sweden, I had an eight month old and a three year old. So at that time I was, you know, new to Sweden and I was like, now what, you know, I have to start over again, you know, and figure this all out again. Um, And so I had my husband's cousin come over for dinner and we were just talking and she worked for this company called Maria Nilla, which is like a vegan hair company where they do like mm-hmm. vegan hair care. And it's like really nice products. And she was like, Hey, we're going to film a commercial. Uh, would you like to be the behind the scenes photographer? And I was like, what really? Like, that sounds amazing. You know? And I was like, I got really scared because I was like, well, I've never been paid to like, you know, take pictures. Now the pressure is on. So I started to get like a little bit like, Ooh, I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. (laughs) Um, but she was like, you know, what you need is a person, like an organization number so that you can get paid. And if you, you know, fill this out, you can, we'll pay you for it. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, I, I don't even know how to do that. You know, I had to figure all this stuff out. So I had to get like a business number for, for my business so that they could pay me. Mm. And I got the number just in time, like maybe a couple days before. <laughs> and after that, I did the the photos. It was really fun and um, I really enjoyed it. And so after that, I was like, well, now what do I do? I have this, you know, business number. I have no clients. I don't know anybody in Sweden. What do I do with this thing now, you know? <laughs> And so I basically just um, started asking people to photograph them. And then I slowly, slowly started to charge people. Um, but it was a learning process the whole time because I had never done it as like an actual job. You know, it was yeah. more like for personal reasons, just to take portraits of my family or just my travels. And so um, so I really had to like teach myself how to like really learn about the business of photography and that's how I kind of got into like being doing what I'm doing now so it was kind of like this thing that just kind of landed in my lap and it was an opportunity that I was like okay well I'll just do it and see what happens 
And that basically was the, the trigger for everything else. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's how I started my business. And now I'm um, really grateful for like, like where I'm at now, because it was a lot of hard work and effort mm -hmm. and um, a lot of ups and downs. And, but it was really like a great way to push myself to do something that I had never done before. And it was scary and it's still scary sometimes, but uh, you, you're, you know, you're figuring out different things here and there with like, when it comes to like the business stuff, like the taxes and all this crazy mm -hmm. things. Um, and that's kind of how I got into photography again, because I had always been taking photos like since I was 12. And mm -hmm. uh, so like, it's always been there in the background, but I never really felt like I could um, trust myself to be paid and, you know, <laughs> I couldn't, I didn't believe in myself at the time. So I waited for a really long time to actually, you know, take the, the leap and just go full on and do it. So um, I'm glad that I did because I think I would have always wondered like, oh, could I have been a photographer? Mm. Uh, and I think it took me like, I was, I mean, I started when I was 37. <laughs> so I really like, it's been about six years now since I've been in business. So, yeah. but that is so fascinating story. Like I absolutely love it. And I, I think that that's so brave of you to, you know, because it could be, I would say maybe pretty easy to be just like, okay, new country, young kids, like I'm not going to do anything else than just focus on family life and, you know, building connections, which obviously you have done also aside, but to still have that passion spark in you and like follow it and and you know start business on the side I think it's really inspiring for many to know that you know that's possible too and build up a business uh, and be a mom it's just so you know it's it like requires a lot but I yeah. think it's also very uh how can I say very like it's the right word to say granting or like um, you get a lot from it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, when I started, it was so funny. I mean, I had clients coming to our apartment to, to have portraits taken. Mm. And we had two cats at the time and babies and, you know, a toddler. And cleaning up the apartment every time was, like, so stressful. My husband was, like, about to lose it with me. Because <laughs> I'd be like, we have people coming. have to clean. This and this and that. And it was always so stressful and I was like I need a studio space I need somewhere where I can you know not have to worry about like if my kids toys are everywhere or the cats yeah. are gonna you know come in and you know Swedish people are very allergic <laughs> so if you don't tell them in advance that you have pets like they you know can have rashes and things and it's just like you don't know these things until you know you start doing it and I was like oh my gosh yeah. like this is crazy I can't even believe I was bringing people into the apartment trying to like do this so it really started like really like <laughs> bare bones and yeah so many funny things that happened behind the scenes that other people don't know about but like now they do like you know if they hear it but it was just so funny uh, when I think back on it I'm like man I don't know how I did it <laughs> I mean I did but yeah yeah, but I think that's the that's the um, joy. A little bit, you know, as the kids are starting to play and just trying new stuff. I think that's what at least I felt that business has felt sometimes for me to just like play it around and and see how these things works and do a little bit this, do a little bit that, and you just have that curiosity and just playfulness touch to it. And I think 
um, many clients can also like feel that then and then they don't take it so seriously. They're like, okay, we're here. Okay, we're taking the photos here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but then, of course, when you are building and coming more professional, then it's like, okay, you want to also give that to your clients that they feel that this yeah. is professional place and um they can also if you're taking business photos for people that they can also feel very professional so yeah but I think that it's it's um it gives you know charm into business when you have really built it step by step by step by also learning because I think that's the best thing about being a business owner that I feel that I learned so much Mm -hmm. all the time and exactly learn by doing I can always study and I can always learn more about just from books and from other people of course but what is specific for my business what works for my business only comes through a trial and I think that that's something that grows us as a people as well yeah definitely I think all of those experiences even though like we may be doing the same thing let's say our experience is so different and so I mean it's really like funny just to like see it when you look back on it you know, you start to think like, oh gosh, like how did I get to this point now? (laughs) So, I mean, I had a CEO coming into my apartment. I mean, Mm -hmm. she was like a very big name person. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, I don't even know how I, one, I don't know how I got this client. It was like the very beginning of my like photography. And I was super nervous because I was like, oh my gosh, she's like, a big businesswoman, like she knows lots of people and she's coming to the apartment and we're going to be taking the photos and like, you know, it just was so stressful. And, mm-hmm. um, when I look back on it, I mean, the photos were still like amazing and like beautiful, but like, I was like, there was also the mindset stuff where you start to get like, Oh man, people are coming to my apartment, like to have pictures, like <laughs> it felt very strange. So yeah. yeah. I mean, that's when I was like, okay, I need to get a studio space where I can like, you know, come in and work and then leave. I don't have to like worry about like other people's, you know, like worrying that they're in my apartment or, you know, my kids' toys, things like that. So when I got the studio space, um, it was like such a relief to have a space to go to and you just like have a lot of like the equipment already there and you just go in and go out you know, you clean up afterwards and then it's done. (laughs) So, and that made a huge difference in like the stress factor and and things. So um, that was a big game changer too. Yeah. So if you would jump a little bit back into, you said that you had um, studied graphic designing and that's like what you graduated from. Um, So you were studying after graphic designing, did you went to work with graphic designing or what what happened after that? Yeah, so um, I went to the University of Illinois in Champaign-Urbana and I studied graphic design there and I graduated with, with that as my degree. And then afterwards, I moved up to Chicago, and I worked uh, for Motorola, and I worked for some other, like, smaller, like, boutique design firms. Mm-hmm. And um, and I just was like, I don't know if this is, like, 100% my passion. I only went into graphic design because I wanted to use photography. <laughs> mm. So um, I kind of was like, I'll never – what's the point of – studying photography and getting a degree in photography when like 
people probably aren't going to pay me for, for that. Like in my head, I always had that thought. So I was like, I'm going to be a graphic designer and then at least I can still take pictures. And so that's why I went into graphic design. Um, but that was, that's a whole nother story because like, <laughs> it's like a whole journey getting to that point. Um, but I will say that I studied photography at the same, like I went to the Academy of Art College for in San Francisco for like, just like a summer. I got like a summer grant and that's when I learned about like more about photography and mm. working in dark rooms and stuff like that. That was back then when people actually <laughs> photographed film. Uh, I mean, we still do now, but it's not the same anymore. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I worked in Chicago as a graphic designer and then, I realized that like, yes, I really like love art, but I, I, I just always felt like there was something missing. Like I wasn't really 100% following like the thing that I really love the most, which is always photography. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I just, um, I use photography for my own things. I, I had an Etsy store. I like designed jewelry. Uh, so I would take self-portraits with me wearing the jewelry and sell the jewelry online. I mean, <laughs> I did a lot of like random things when I was younger because I just, I think I always had like this like mindset of like, I can do it, you know, mm. I can make jewelry. I can sell that for fun, you know, because I just liked it. And um, I did that on the side. I had some of my jewelry in like uh, different shops in Chicago and um, I kind of stopped doing that now. I don't really do that anymore, but it was just like a phase. <laughs> so but I always had this entrepreneurial spirit um but then like what happened was my grandmother had a uh, got brain cancer and my mom was living in California at the time so I was going from Chicago to visit like my aunt who was taking care of my grandmother and then mm-hmm. I would help out and I would do that like every weekend and then after a while I was just like what is what is my purpose like I don't really know like I don't feel like I'm 100% happy so I um was really looking for something else and then what happened was my brother was like oh my friend is selling his clothing store in Las Vegas do you want to take it over and so I ended up going to Las Vegas wow. and I like took over this store and I have, like I worked in retail <laughs> but I never owned shop and I was never a buyer and like I didn't know anything but I was like yes yes 100% yes get me out of here my grandmother passed away, you know, I just was like looking for something else. And I just never really figured out what I was. And so, um, yeah, I ended up in Las Vegas, I had a shop and (laughs) I spent a couple years there doing that. And like, sometimes I'm like, what was I thinking? (laughs) I was like, so crazy. Like, I, I, I guess I just jump into things. And I'm like, kind of, open-minded to a lot of things so I just like go fearlessly into it and um it was definitely a learning experience I learned a lot of things about that that I I realized I don't want to own a store ever again because you're stuck there you can't really leave and I hired people and they stole from me and I was just like I can't do this so for me it was really like a learning process and you I felt like I couldn't trust people because they you know, I would hire them like two days later, they were stealing the clothes. I was like, really? You can't even wait like a month. <laughs> you know, uh, it was crazy. So I was just like, this, this is nuts. Um, and then I ended up going to my cousin's wedding because I have a Swedish cousin. Uh, and so I went to the wedding in Stockholm. And that's how I met my husband. So I was living in Las Vegas. 
at the time when I met my husband and in a way like it was just like okay I I know I'm not totally loving Las Vegas I don't want to I don't think I will stay here for the rest of my life anyway so I I think I'm just going to close this you know the store and um well this was after like my husband my my then I don't even know he was like my boyfriend <laughs> we kind of knew it, it, it's a wild story but yeah 10 years later we're still married so it wasn't like a one-hit wonder thing <laughs> but um but that's how I ended up in Sweden and it's like yeah. yeah so the graphic design was uh this thing that you know I'm glad I did it and it taught me a lot of things about mm-hmm. design and and things to consider when you're looking at like putting type and stuff on, on pictures and yeah, it was a great experience. And I'm glad that I, that I went through that whole like process because it's helped me so much in what I'm doing now. Um, and the photography stuff, I basically like had to teach myself over, like teach myself again, because I kind of had like left the, the main photography stuff. Like I didn't really practice it. I was just like taking pictures of landscapes or people, but in a different way, like documentary style. So I had to learn to be like a portrait photographer, which is very different because you have to learn to get into the mind of the person and let them like, let their guard down enough to like speak to you or allow them to really like, let go of the boundary because there's a a moment when you start taking somebody's picture that they're really stiff and you have to get them to like, let go of that. And so you have to like, find a way to do that without really like telling them that they're not doing something right because it's not that they're not doing it right it's just that they're so nervous that you have to find a way to like make them feel comfortable (laughs) so I had to learn how to work with people um so it was all like yeah it was it was interesting to to become like a portrait photographer versus Mm -hmm. being like somebody who does documentary you know or just like landscapes um there's like mindset things that you have to like learn to deal with and I think being in my clothing store helped me to do that because I had the most random people come into the store not like weirdos but like people would just tell me their life story and so like I would just like listen and I people would just come in to come talk to me and I was like this is so weird I'm like okay I don't know why but like they feel like they want to talk to me fine okay <laughs> they're keeping me company <laughs> Uh, so you, I kind of learned, I feel like people skills from that, like it was a different yeah. thing that, so yeah, it's interesting when you start to look like back on your life, you're like, there's like little moments that like, you don't really realize like what's happening, but if you look back, you can like, you know, put it together like a puzzle and say, oh, well, this was kind of just all coming together on its own, like, you know, learning new skills and yeah. So yeah, drawing the dots. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It is because like kind of like when you go through them now, you're like, what is this? And what is this? This is not exactly what I wanted, or it's not really so to say like mirroring my purpose or something. But then when you look back onto you can exactly understand, oh gosh, like that was so important to go yeah. through that I'm able to do X, Y, and Z. Um, and what comes to your story, I think it's so fascinating that you always have that photograph somewhere there but I think that we we kind of easily tend to think that it's you know too easy like I like photography like I need to do something else like this is too easy to just I like it I will do it you know yeah um so I think it's uh something that 
um, or or like I'm reading now a book which tells exactly about how our brain tries to always kind of find, so to say, the hardest way to do things because it's like challenging um, because sometimes stuff can feel too easy and then it feels like like unpurposeful or not challenging. But in fact, even like starting to pursue your passion or like that you would have started photography already then, um, it would still have been challenging, even though you like feel a lot yeah. like spark towards to it. Well, I always knew that I wanted to be a photographer. Like mm. since the moment I found the camera, I was like, I was like, this is what I want to be. I want to be a photographer. Yeah. I loved fashion. I loved magazines. Um, I had my cousin from Sweden come to visit when I was 12 and she wanted to be like a model. So she's <laughs> like, can you take my pictures? And I was like, sure. And like we're 12 year olds. And I'm like with my, you know, film camera taking pictures of her, like in front of the garage. I mean, it was so ridiculous. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was like, yeah, let's do it. She's in her bathing suit, you know, like posing. <laughs> and this is like on the American driveway, you know, if you think of like the houses and <laughs> And she's in her bathing suit posing and stuff. And in the end, she ended up winning this like contest. And I was like, really? This is so funny. Yeah. So, I mean, my whole life, like, I I think it was already calling. Uh, mm. I just never listened. So yeah. I think it, I always wonder, like, what if I would have just followed it? But it wasn't the path, right? So I think that, like, it was just always there calling me. I don't know how mm. to explain it, but. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But then, Think, yeah, sorry, go on. No, I'm basically like, do you listen to your own intuition or do you just kind of push it away? It's kind of, <laughs> do you know, like in a way, like if I would have just listened, where would I be with, with that? You know, would yeah. I be somewhere else? Would I even live in Sweden? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it's scary. I think it's for many, it's scary because we're not taught to do that. So then to just like listen to it and just especially back in the days, it was when it came to arts, like people didn't see that form of art could be a career choice. So then, you know, I think that there was this blockage to share your dream of becoming a photographer or any type of art creator because it's like yeah but it's not you can do it on a side yeah sure do it a hobby but get a profession you know mm -hmm. become these basic things lawyer accountant you know business manager yeah. um and I think that this is something that has turned a lot of people's and people's dreams and passion and purpose down because we feel that we need to do certain things and not that we can actually pursue what feels like very exciting and sparking to us yeah and I will say it was one person that I think threw me off when I was 21 uh I went to Peru because my mom's from Peru and mm. we were uh they come from a nice higher end background so we were at like this country club in Lima on the beach and it was this old guy my uncle like old guy like in his 60s 70s so what do you want to do with your life and I was like yeah I want to be a photographer and he was like good luck find a rich husband that's what he said oh. to me and I always left with that in my head like what like I can't make a living off of it and I almost wonder if that was like the trigger so like you know it can take one person to really like make you doubt yourself and when you're young, you're like, you don't know any better. You kind of just listen to adults. And and I think that at the time, you know, we didn't have like all these like 
you know, social media where you can find people who are inspiring to tell you like, that's bullshit. Like, you know, you can, (laughs) you can do whatever you want. Actually, you just have to put your mind to it. Like, you know, you have to like find people that can help you. But like, then you didn't really have that. Like, you know, I mean, I'm 43 now. So (laughs) back then when I was 21, there was definitely nobody around like talking to young people you know, saying anything positive (laughs) or if there were, it was harder to find. So, yeah. 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 I guess I think that also our parents has been in that belief system that that's not possible. And of course, where was different than now when everything is kind of in internet and technology, it is easier to be like business owner, I would say, because you can have everything online and you can literally work from your home. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, you can also study and get like degrees online. So it's whole nother different scale um because then you were kind of sticking to you know your village or your country to study and do um but that's why i think it's so beautiful because now there's popping up new professions there's like people who are focused in very you know niche fields which i think it's just so amazing and that's why also i love to have people like you here on the podcast telling their story and showing that it is possible um to pursue your passion and do it and now when you look back all of this like journey what would you say is the highlights of like being a photographer what would be your highlights of this journey and your profession as a photographer Um, I think the highlight is actually meeting people and like hearing what their passion is and what they're actually doing to help other people. So it's inspiring to know that they are also like, you know, trying to help others and I get to help them so that they can get themselves out there um, and be more visible. So it's, it's really like nice to just meet all the people and Sometimes, you know, some people have a harder time having their portraits taken. And that's like the fun part is actually like breaking down the barrier, um, getting them to relax because not everybody is that way. Uh, A lot of people can be really nervous or doubtful and you kind of find a way to just like help them to see themselves in a different way than to see themselves in a negative way. Some people are like, oh, I'm so unphotogenic. And I don't believe that people are unphotogenic. I believe that like, you just need to like, one, you have to work on your mindset. And I give people tips and things before their photo shoots um, Mm -hmm. to help them. But that's really kind of what I'm on like this mission about right now is like helping women feel more confident in front of the camera um that came later I didn't really know that's what was like coming but I after hearing so many people talk negatively about themselves and like walk Mm -hmm. into a room being like oh I hate having my picture taken it's really like one uh belief in themselves seeing themselves differently and talking a little bit nicer but also there's so many things that people can do to actually look good in pictures they just don't know it so um And I see a lot of like entrepreneurs posting pictures that are like wanting to promote their business, but it's like really dark and bad, poorly lit. And so um, a part of like what I'm doing now is like helping female entrepreneurs is also helping them to like show up more in their pictures and also like get, you know, better pictures so that they can like take their own photos 
because you know you can still pay a photographer to take your pictures but you still need to maintain your your visibility online and sometimes um you know it just takes some tweaking on like one getting like the better angles better lighting you know really preparing yourself and so I'm trying to like get myself out there as well to help these women to to help them to show up so that they can you know be seen more because some people just hide behind the computer and and like they won't ever show their face and that doesn't really work for their business because you know most of the time people want to see you you know they want to know if they can relate to you or connect to you and most of the time yeah photos will be the like the foundation the base of like where you start because like if you move forward you're going to have to be on video right if you get more visibility you're going to have to be on video so like the stepping stone is like start to understand how you can feel more confident in pictures first so that you can go into the video world and like you know be interviewed or be on stage and like really be thoughtful about like the way you look and the way your expressions are it's actually like self-study. <laughs> so uh, so that's kind of where I'm going now with like my my business is like I'm still doing like branding and portraits, but um, I really felt like the need to like help other women to, to get out of that mindset and like start, you know, moving forward because like more and more people are, you know, going online for work, right? Like you said, yeah. like, you know, everybody can be working from home now. Um, people can work abroad. Like right now I'm at my summer house. Like if I need pictures, I can't call my photographer to come take pictures of me. So I have to do it myself. So like just knowing like where the good light is and all that stuff, like will help somebody to just, you know, be able to feel a little bit more confident in themselves. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm like going into. (laughs) But um, yeah, I somehow segued. So (laughs) no, it's good. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody knows how important pictures are, especially if they have ever been or seen Tinder. (laughs) (laughs) I have not been on Tinder, but my friends have been and I've seen it and it's just like the most hilarious thing. And I'm like, I'm so grateful that I'm not that I don't have to do that right now. Yeah, and is that and is that and I mean it's it's like you know I think that there was actually I think I saw in Fever you know these um web pages where it's like freelancers that there was actually people saying that let me do your Tinder profile. Actually, you yeah, know? I've had people say I want some dating photos, like I want to look good for my dating profile. Mm, yeah, and it does make a difference. Um, it does, you know. Yeah. I think if you can look like a million dollars in a picture, it's going to up your chances like a lot. <laughs> For sure. And especially I, I'm not to generalize, but I think mostly, especially men are not having the visual skill to take, um, take good photos of themselves. I think women more practice that selfie kind of thing, mm-hmm. but also I think just having good portrait of yourself whether it is for dating or for your business, it makes a difference. And um, like you said, it's it is it is an art. Like photography is an art because it's not just hold a camera towards the white wall. It is the lighting. It is the editing, the after editing. It's the face expressions, which angle the person is, which angle the camera is. It is art. Yeah, but it also um, helps you to start to like the things about yourself that you don't like. So, for yeah. instance, mm. um, I used to smile in a way that I hated. Like, every time I would see my picture, if I had, like, all my gum showing, because that's what I – I mean, I still do sometimes <laughs> – but I learned to practice like 
a smile that I felt like, okay, if I smile like this, I know not all of my like gums are looking like, you know, like, uh, like the horse or something <laughs> because like I literally would do that and I hated it. And I'd see a picture and I'd be like, Ooh, mm-hmm. I don't like that about myself. Mm-hmm. And you can fix that. You just have to become aware of like your own expressions and, and then learn to work with it. And so when I would just do my own self portraits, I would be studying like, what do I not like about this? Is it because of the pose? Is it my expression? Um, you know, oh, my stomach looks big. I mean, I've had two kids, right? So I'll like do a different pose to hide it. So once you know all of those things, those are things that you can change. And it's not like surgical changing. It's just like posing and expression. So Mm, yeah, yeah. like I said, it's like self-study. And, you know, if you learn to um, like the things about yourself, that still exudes in the confidence, right? Like it starts to come out in a different way. So it's just learning to like who you are. whatever you look like and learn to appreciate things that you were given. So like work with it, you know, if you have, you know, certain shape face and you think it's too wide, there are different ways to pose your face to short, like make it look smaller. So there's just lots of different Mm -hmm. things that you can do to, you know, without Photoshopping just to, you know, enhance your features and you just have to know which, what your features are. So (laughs) yeah. There was this uh, phase where I was very into like boudoir photos. Um, So I was taking like for my girlfriends and even some clients like boudoir photos. And I just loved the process of it because I think that, you know, especially when it comes to body and uh, posing with your underwear, um, you know, there's a lot of insecurity that comes up with it. And especially when someone is like taking photos But I could see, you know, just the process of how healing it could be for many because, you know, of what I say behind the camera, like, ooh, that looks so good or say like that Mm -hmm. or something. And then them seeing afterwards the pictures because also body parts, you know, when you are a little bit down, the ass looks bigger or, you know, stuff like that. Then, Then they could be really afterwards like damn I look good I'm like right you know it's it's just like if you look at yourself in the mirror like when the light is coming Mm -hmm. up you know that when you are going to like a clothing store and you're like going to the fitting rooms and looking at yourself like that yeah like the light is just terrible it comes Mm -hmm. from a different angle it shows everything not many of us yeah (laughs) it shows everything so many of us is like holy shit do I look (laughs) like this but no, but it's just about, you know, if you have this very soft lighting, nice angle, you know, if you wear your like best undies and you feel like a goddess, like you're going to look mm-hmm. damn good. And I think it's also so much about if you photo- as a photographer and you have that bond with the person or you can exactly cre- uh, like create connection, like when the person starts to trust you um it's just so beautiful how they can start to show their true part and i think everybody has in beauty in them but it's about how you can capture that and how can you present that in the right way it's also about what you're wearing the colors the makeup the mm-hmm. hair all of that and i'm really fascinated about because it's not just uh you're this or this it's just like how to present yourself and I believe that everybody can be goddess on their own (laughs) yeah definitely I totally agree (laughs) and what are your uh, favorite pictures to take oh well 
like I've mentioned before, I really love like fashion. Um, so I do occasionally work with like a clothing designer. We do like fun photos. So I really love like yeah. fashion um, and portraits um, and just like, you know, styling and clothing and the makeup. I find those to be really exciting and fun. But um, I really do love portraits and like people's faces. And that's really where like I like connecting with people so mm. um yeah it's just like getting to know somebody because <laughs> I'm not like yeah. a very emotional person but when I have my camera like I feel like there's something that I I like bring out in people uh mm. so there's like something between me and the camera and then the person. So, you know, like you can have like the tether cord and your computer there to see the pictures. But sometimes you just have to like shut that off because people are like, what do I look like? What do I look like? And then you're like, no, mm. the connection doesn't happen. Like, do you just smiling? It's actually between the photographer and the camera and the person. So it's like you have to it's it's I love that part is actually the connecting part with somebody and like letting them feel like comfortable I don't know how to explain it. It's just like something that happens. Uh, and you know, when somebody lets like kind of lets go, not everybody does. Some people mm -hmm. still hold on. You can see it in their facial expressions. Uh, they don't actually yeah. like fully relax. And then like they hold tension in their mouth or their hands and then their forehead. And you can see it in the picture. So I try to like get them to like, let go of the mouth and like, you know, cause <laughs> that's where we hold our, like whenever you get nervous, it's always in the mouth or the hands, so like mm. fisted hands. Mm. So like hands can ruin a picture. <laughs> so like there's just so many things that you have to consider when you're taking a portrait. Like it's not yeah. only like looking behind the camera and seeing like somebody's wrinkles or anything like that because that's not what I see. I'm looking at like the expression, the pose, and like if the hands are working, you know, if the clothes looks right, if the hair is in the right place. And it's a lot to like think about. So, um, but I really love like photographing people and the connection between a person. So, yeah. Yeah. And what would you say for anyone who really wants to go and pursue photography? That would be the first steps if they have now just have a, let's say they have a basic camera, they have taken photos around and what would be the steps forward? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so, One, I get people asking to do internships with me all the time, and which is really cool because I, I also wanted to do the same thing when I was younger. But I guess like as an older person now knowing, you don't need to. Like you need to figure out how to use the camera first. So like my suggestion is to take the camera wherever you go and just take pictures in very low light situations, take pictures in where there's lots of light see what happens when you like change your shutter speed and your f-stops and understand how those mm -hmm. work because you can really change the the feeling of the the photo by just adjusting those mm -hmm. things and then you know you can get an internship when you start to feel like you're at a place where you understand all those things because you won't understand what the photographer is doing if you don't know how to use your camera so first understand the camera understand what happens in natural light um, and really just practice every day because that's the only way like you can master the camera and then mm -hmm. ask people if you want to photograph people of course you know ask people to photograph you know if you can photograph them take their portrait 
and you figure out what your style is because everybody's style will be different and you know finding your own voice as a photographer it isn't that easy uh, I still like I'm trying to figure that out sometimes I'm like oh I wish I would have done this or that uh, so it is kind of like a challenging it's like once you know how to use a camera of course you'll get pictures but sometimes you you say in your head like oh I could have done this better I could have changed this or that so it's really like I think photography is always this thing that challenges me even if I'm like mm -hmm. at a different level than somebody else right so um just always figuring out like what do you like about like your style and if there's something that you're like oh I don't like the way it looks try to fit find a way to make it work you know the way you see it if it doesn't come out in the picture you know um mm -hmm. you know it's like you have to figure out what your style is and that eventually comes, but it doesn't happen in the beginning. I mean, when I started over in Sweden, I look back at the pictures and they, I'm sorry, people, if you're listening, <laughs> whoever knows me, like if I took their photo, I mean, I was at a different level then. I was like starting again and having to retrain myself. So I know that those pictures were maybe not like the best of my work but I, you have to start somewhere and it's really great to go back and look at your work and see like where you've evolved uh and see like how far you've changed as well because you when you look at your pictures and you study yourself you know you you kind of figure out like what do you like and what do you don't like you know so I've tried different styles I've tried different things different lighting techniques um and you just have to figure out like what is it that you like what's your what are you drawn to? Not like what the new trend mm -hmm. is, because I feel like, yes, the trends are certain things, but you know, if you stand out in your own way, that's what's going to make you different. And that's how mm -hmm. like, you know, photo trends change, right? Because people are like, Ooh, I like that. You know, there was this dark and moody trend that I saw everywhere and everybody's skin looked orange. And I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> that's not my style. <laughs> so you have to figure out what do you like? And other people will be drawn to it too you know, your clients mm. and stuff. So yeah, basically practice, 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 ask people to, you know, be your model. Um, and then, you know, study what you're doing, like look at your work and figure out like, what do you like and what do you don't like? And just keep practicing and try a new technique every time if you want to like push yourself. I mean, I had to learn studio lighting all by myself. And I, I basically just, I watched a YouTube video and I was like, okay, I'll try it. And my first, one of my first studio jobs was literally that I just showed up and I was like, Oh my God, crossing my fingers that everything goes well because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I didn't tell the person that, but I, I had to, like, I had to like push yeah. myself to take that, you know, that leap. Um, and yeah, the pictures turned out good, but of course, like there were so many things that I learned from that. I mean, I, my friend was assisting me and she's like, I can't believe you've never shot with studio lighting before for real. And I was like, no. <laughs> um, and that was, you know, I was like, but I did it. So, <laughs> so yeah. So you kind of have to just push yourself to take like increments and really want it because I don't think it's something that like. Every, it's not an easy like free like to be a freelancer you know you have to find the job and mm -hmm. you have to network and you have to meet people so it's like what do you want to mm -hmm. do do you want to do it for fun or do you want to do it for like a job and know what you yeah. want to do with it yeah I think it is exactly the I don't know is it a code but just like so, just start or to like 
you know, when, when there's so many people who just plans and plans and things and this and that, and maybe I need to study this and maybe I have to have a degree on that or la la la. But actually, when you just start doing right now, you will learn much more faster yeah. than you can always study on the side or you can always find anything else on the side but just Mm -hmm. starting today doing it every single day repeating I think that's what will bring you the results that you're looking for to the fastest because we always look at the quick fix you know um so yeah I think it goes very well to that like you said um that was a really good tip of like taking camera everywhere just different situations and I myself love to go on different internships and I think that I've learned so much um whenever I have worked with someone who is in the field that I want to be in the future or now um because yeah it always opens up your eyes but of course you have to know the basics because like you said then it's kind of meaningless if you don't know the camera settings or something and Um, I remember I did an internship in San Francisco with a photographer he was a fashion photographer and he was doing like big campaigns for like a clothing store like Mm. um, I I don't even know if it's around anymore but I'm trying to remember the name I don't remember the name but anyways um (laughs) it was super exciting for me because I was like oh cool I'm gonna go in you know see how this works and um it was a whole lot of lifting of like gear and setting up, but I don't remember anything else. I don't remember his camera settings. He didn't tell me that. And he didn't tell me his lighting setup. Like he just, Mm -hmm. so I didn't actually, I mean, of course I saw it and I watched, um, which was really cool to see, but I think the best learning is to actually do it yourself and like get into it yourself. Of course, like, um the best thing that you can do is you know do either take online education or find a photographer that actually teaches workshops um i i attended lots of workshops and those workshops um helped me to like learn more about um just different things about photography lighting studio all that stuff um and having that community of people that you know you can like you know find a friend who's also a photographer i mean you can always like ask them questions and stuff. So uh, everything is online, you know, you can find any course Mm. now from a photographer that you admire and learn from them and they will tell you everything that they do. And you, I mean, even Mm. though they give you the formula, yours will never (laughs) look like theirs because you don't see the same way as that person. Yeah. You can learn from anybody. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And how about now when you have had the business running in Sweden for, did you say six years? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How was it to set up and start it? Like when there is obviously a culture difference, what would you say was the biggest challenges to like start the business abroad? Finding the clients. <laughs> mm. It was really hard because I had just moved to Sweden. I didn't know anybody other than my husband, his friends and his like cousin um you know they were Swedish uh but I didn't speak the language either so there was that language barrier and I remember when I first started I was like oh my gosh where do I find people like who am I gonna even photograph like how am I gonna make a business out of this like I really struggled with that and I remember actually printing out flyers like on the computer (laughs) to put like at the barn board central which is like this like where you take your kids to get their checkups because they have like this like cork board ah, yeah and you can like pin things I even went to the park and I was like oh I'll just like tape some things on a light post and I'm not joking I 
put some tape up. It was so windy. And I just saw like this flyer fly away. It just went tumbling down the hill and across the street. And I was like, oh, this is so bad. Like, and it was in English too. So it wasn't even in Swedish. I mean, I don't know what I was thinking when I did this. And Mm -hmm. I was like, there has to be a better way. And like, Mm -hmm. that's when I went full on with Instagram. Like I was like, okay, I don't have that many clients, but what I can do is like, start with a little bit like of whatever I have and then fill it with like pictures of me. (laughs) So I started like taking self portraits and that's how I grew Mm -hmm. my business was actually taking my own photos and just using storytelling uh, to kind of get more people to know more about me. And like it worked. So, so yeah, social media is very like, it's awesome. I mean, of course they're, they're, negative parts to it but I've definitely grown my business um because of social media and just you know using it to let people know what I do so so does now currently major of your clients come through Instagram yeah or they'll see it and then that helps them to kind of you know say yes or no if they want to work with me or not because I mean you Mm -hmm. save your like stories and you let people kind of get to know you and see who you are um so yeah and then you get lots of messages from that but also from the website so it's just about like learning different strategies to get yourself out there but I didn't know any of that when I first started (laughs) so I had to like figure it out for myself yeah Mm. I think the hardest part of freelancing is that you don't know your next month's payment and it's always like I think especially in the start you need to kind of yeah fish or look out for the clients yeah, but now I'm at a level where I'm not having to do any of that, mm. which is awesome because I, but it took a lot of work. Yeah. So it took me work to get to this point. Uh, now I have like referrals at people sending other people to me. Um, you know, it was a process to get to that point. So it's not like it just happened overnight. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. So it takes time yeah. and you have to be patient and not everybody, I think, is because <laughs> you want it to happen right away mm. uh and that's the hardest part is being patient and waiting for it to just like start to flow but you definitely can't run a business by yourself I think like well you can run a business by yourself but it, it's you need to have like some sort of mentor or somebody like a I, I don't know I've invested in online education and also mentors to help me just like with other things other than like the business Mm -hmm. side, more like mindset or strategies and different ways of like running a business. Um, And I think those things have been a part of like the success. So I wouldn't, I mean, yeah, the first year should probably be you trying to figure it out, but then, you know, if you can invest in somebody to be a mentor to help you with like the business stuff or yeah it it, it's really I think something that people should invest in because I don't think running a business alone is the only way to be you need some more community (laughs) so yeah yeah, resources and things somebody who knows more than you yeah it's always good to have support and not just try to push it on your own of course you are the the person who is responsible of the most stuff but I I also agree that's very 
very good to have people who can hold your hand on some some points of the heart through the hard times <laughs> yeah yeah definitely. and what would you say for someone who is dreaming to take the leap and move abroad and start their own business there or start working there what would you say is your advice for those people Yeah, I guess depending on where they go, um, I would look into like how to start a business there. Uh, I'm at least in Sweden. I don't know how it is in other mm. countries. They're very good about like having English on their websites. So we have like Skatteverket here, which is like the Swedish um, tax authority, but they have all the information on what you need to start a business. Uh, so in Sweden, we need a personal number at least. I don't know mm. if you if you don't have one I don't know if you can I don't I don't know for that part but I had a personal number anyways so um so you need to figure out like what are the things that you need to have and then um yeah get a bookkeeping system don't make your own receipts <laughs> don't write it don't print it out on your desktop or like have it in an excel you need to have a bookkeeping system from day one and match it to your bank account like that mm -hmm. and have a separate bank account That is like mm. number one, because if the tax people come to you and they want to see it and it's in your personal account, it's like a big no, no. And I made my own receipts because, um, my, uh, my husband's cousin, she was like, yeah, I've done like invoices before. Anyways, I didn't do my taxes the right way the first time. And I got called into the Skatteverke and they were like, mm. you can go to jail for not doing it. Like through a bookkeeping system. And I was like, what? You're scaring me. Like, I don't know. I'm not yeah. Swedish. I don't know how this works. Yeah. Uh, so I had to figure that, you know, I learned these things the hard way. But really, like, get a bank account for the business and get your bookkeeping set up. And just from day one start there because if not it gets all messed up and don't mix it up don't like you know don't have like you know some on the credit card that's a personal one and because if not it gets like hard to keep track and then yeah, yeah. so those are like that would be my number one tip for <laughs> starting yeah. a business it is like I don't know currently like yeah I think it really depends like if you have your address in the country because of course if you are just going for some time then I guess you can still have all the system that you had in your country that you were currently living at um, but I think that that's also super super good to look all that through because it is kind of the shadow part of the business some people just you know I think especially now when the nomad culture is on you know you just take your laptop and you just travel to Bali just do your business hmm. it's not that simple like there's a lot of behind the scenes work and I think that I when I started I wasn't prepared for that at all and it like stressed the hell out of me like yeah it's dude. super scary like, the tax yeah. part I think that really like scared me and they're like hardcore here in Sweden so yeah um, I don't have like an American business account or anything I do know one girl who has like a company set up in Delaware as a PO yeah. box <laughs> but And she works here in Sweden, so you could mm -hmm. probably do something like that. But um, it, you just have to figure out, like, what do you need to start? And because I didn't really know that in the beginning either, I just kind of was like, okay, here's go to, to this account. I didn't, didn't yeah. think about separating it because I didn't know better. So yeah, um, maybe it was basic knowledge. I didn't know that. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. keep it separate, like, Tra you know trackable like figure out like you know keep all your receipts things like that so yeah 
It is good. It is good. And I have to say that that also when I was trying to figure all this out, I was like calling to the tax company for like million times and always there was a different person telling me the different story and I was like can you just tell me how it goes like this is like my head is just messed up with all of this so it's also probably good to like uh, I've heard that a lot of people invest to bookkeeper because they know exactly how it goes and if you have a relevantly small business it's not that big of investment but it will save you a lot of sweat and also a lot of money if the, your taxes yeah. is done correctly. Yeah. But in Sweden, I don't know how it is in other countries, but in Sweden, I do know that um, they have these alternative um, payment systems where like there's a company that sends the bill, but they pay mm. you and, yeah. you know, but they take a lot too. So yeah. you lose money. So for me, I was like, eh, I can do this myself. I'll send the invoice. It's 30% already, you know, like with taxes. I mean, if they are taking, like, what do you make? Or you have to really charge even more. And are people going to want to pay it? Maybe, but you never know. So, yeah. And that's also good to uh, keep in mind because uh, my mentor was like telling me that, okay, you need to set up the prices. Like, let's say that you want to earn a thousand euros from photo shoot okay so you need to set up the price at least two thousand because half of that is going to go to the taxes and everything else that goes behind the scenes and of course you need to also pay for your gear and and adobe suite and all that stuff so actually you are not going to get the two thousand to your hand it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> always yeah. reduced almost a half and it's it's crazy to think of and that's why I, I've heard also a lot of people um saying for business like um independent services like yeah but holy shit it's so expensive I'm like yeah but I think that's their job that's their monthly payment and maybe they have four clients or five clients in a month so you need to you know, think in that way as well. Yeah. 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 And that's, yeah, definitely like don't undersell yourself just because you're worried that somebody's not going to pay you. I think that was a mind shift thing that I had to work Mm -hmm. on as well because I was like, oh, I knew who's going to pay this amount. And it wasn't even that much then. (laughs) So I think when you're, you know, your mindset shifts, the amount of money that you can bring in as well shifts so I, that's why I say like getting a mentor and just having somebody to like help you you know in the things that you're not good at or that you don't even realize is really important to have especially if you feel like you want to go hard into being your own business owner so yeah. yeah yeah it is it is true as well um are you ready to jump in those four questions ah uh, yes okay <laughs> Okay, so the first question is that what is your wildest dream house? That what kind of house it would be and where it would be located? <laughs> oh my gosh, I was thinking about this. I'm like, well, we kind of like built our, well, kind of dream house. But I guess like if it was just me by myself, like nobody else in my life, it would be on a beach somewhere, somewhere like, you know, with white sandy, like, beaches and clear water maybe the Maldives I don't know (laughs) have my own little like (laughs) um yeah and just like have like a beautiful space where um I can just relax and have like my own pool and yeah like 
a lot of lights and a place where I could have like a studio with natural lights because I still want to be able to have my pic you know take pictures and so it'd be like a house with my own studio and um yeah like a really big kitchen so I can cook and enjoy like good food and um yeah definitely has to be somewhere warm <laughs> with sun my body needs it especially after living in Sweden I'm like oh my gosh my skin is so dry here <laughs> so yeah yeah I know the struggle but then you can just fly all your clients to Maldives you know yeah, and there's exactly. no problem with private jet or something <laughs> exactly sounds pretty yeah. good sounds pretty good Okay, um, then there's the second question that is, do you have a secret or alternative career wish? Um, a part of me at one time wanted to be like a, like a gallery owner. Like I wanted to like be like an art buyer and like work mm. in galleries and find new talent. And I don't know. <laughs> I always thought that that would be a really cool job to like be able to work with like other artists and help them yeah so That's maybe nice. one day I don't know <laughs> I have I'm not sure yet that'll yeah. happen but yeah on a side why not <laughs> and then there's the third question that when you lack of motivation what helps to get it back um getting away from the computer <laughs> be more in the feminine meaning like you know being more uh, away from like the actual day-to-day -day activities of like doing so like taking a bath or just taking time for yourself go for a walk listen to music um sometimes other like random things will inspire you when you feel like you know you can't come up with some ideas I think going for a walk is really great because you clear your mind you're you're relaxed and you just start to think about what you maybe want to do or maybe you don't want to do anything but something inspires mm -hmm. you you know like I don't know I was cleaning up and my child has this like sparkly pink backpack and it was just like glittering on the wall and I was like ooh. I'm going to do a photo shoot with something like this. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but it's there. And so it's in my head. Yeah. And like those things can inspire you. So like getting out of like work mode and, you know, if you feel like you're having to force yourself to come up with an idea, just don't be like in the doing, like just, you know, do random things that don't have anything to do with what you're trying to do. Like, you know, being on the computer or something, mm. typing if you have to write. So That is actually a really good tip, like being more in your feminine, just like embracing that comfort and intuition and just like reading a good book or mm -hmm. relaxing. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's so good because I think a lot of times it's a little bit like, you know, back in the school when you didn't know the answer for the test, you know, question, you were like, what is it? What is it? You're like thinking, thinking, oh my God, blah, blah. and it never comes out. But then after you leave the room, you're like, I got it I got it you know yeah or like even when I'm trying to write something like finding something inspiring I'm like sometimes the writing part like with on the computer I can't do it so I take my voice recorder and I'll go out for a walk and I'll just start like voicing out like whatever mm. I want to say and then go back and like type it out because yeah. then I'm not like forcing myself to like type it out it's just free flowing you know it's it's in the flow <laughs> so yeah. you, you just like let out whatever comes easily and it's you're not worrying about if it's 
said the right way you can tweak it so yeah that is actually good to also think of like what is your way to express yourself because mm -hmm. I think we all have a different way to do that and for me it is true speaking so I also do what you do like doing the voice recording and and you know sometimes I just pretend that I'm on a call you know I have my headphones and I'm just because <laughs> sometimes it's so good you're like oh my gosh how did that come out of my mouth I don't even know how that where that came from but like I wouldn't have written that <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. so for whatever, because I know that some people express themselves like through drawing or music or whatever it is or dancing. It's just, um, yeah, finding your way to express and just find the inspiration through that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Okay, and then the last question is that what is the best life advice you've ever got and who gave it to you? <laughs> This one I found really hard to like come up with because mm. there's lots of different things. Um, But I went to like this personal branding workshop a couple years ago in Chicago. Uh, and this girl, she was teaching about like personal branding and she was called like her agency is called Simply Be. And her whole concept is to like be yourself. And mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool because it, we as people like are always trying to like mimic somebody else or look like somebody else. And I always struggled with that because my mom is from South America and I grew up in a small town where like people didn't really like kind of understand the culture or like, you know, I struggled with English when I first started, like, you know, when, as a kid in school, I always had to feel like I had to like make up for it or something. And so I always kind of like had to, I felt like I was never fully myself, like growing up as a teenager, you know, I was always mm. struggling with that. But I think like learning to embrace like yourself and like accepting who you are as a person. I know that sounds kind of cliche, but like really like accepting the fact that you are who you are. And like if you're a little bit different, that's great because like those are the qualities that like uh, attract other people to you. And if other people don't like it, that's okay. You know, you don't have to like make everybody like you. And I was one of these people that's like, I have to make everybody like me. <laughs> so, and if they didn't like me, I always like was like, why don't they like me? You know, so really like, I, I don't know. I really loved like the fact that she kind of like pushed that a lot because it is true. Like learning to embrace like who you are mm -hmm. is like what makes you unique and just like allow yourself to be you. Yeah. And so, Yeah. And, you know, we all have, like, different versions of ourselves. I mean, I have, like, my, like, really laid-back version. I love my sweatshirts and, like, chill mode. And then I really love to dress up, you know? So, like, yeah. you know, I'm not always, like, this person is, like, in a sweatshirt. But, like, you know, but still be okay with showing that part. It doesn't always have to be a polished version of myself. So mm -hmm. I struggled with that. Like, I always had to be, like perfectly put together when I was younger and like now I'm like well I have two kids sometimes it's not always that easy <laughs> so but yeah learning to just embrace who you are and uh yeah, yeah anything can be adjusted and fixed on your own terms if you don't like something you just do it your own way so, yeah yeah it is true that every one of us like we have our uniqueness and in that uniqueness lies in our personality and I adore people who are not afraid to you know really show who they are and express mm -hmm. themselves um, because I think it's so beautiful like you said that's that's what brings people to you the right people and because if you are you know expressing yourself in a way that you kind of like thought to do this way you will 
probably bring people into your life that is not really attracted to who you truly are deeply mm-hmm. um and who likes fake friends <laughs> so yeah exactly <laughs> and the thing is yeah. is like sometimes i know we've been going for a while but like sometimes yeah. though like you know you do feed off of other people's energy so like i sometimes hold myself back because I feel like that person's a little bit like quieter and shy. And then I realize and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why am I like trying to mimic them? I, but I've always kind of been mm. this personality that does that. So I'm like, how do I let go of that? So, you know, when you become aware of like who you are, like those things that you do, like you can always kind of like dive deeper into it and be like, well, why am I like that? Why do I do that? Like, it, there's nothing wrong with me, but like, you know, life is a little bit like, just becoming aware of who you are and like learning to either like process things in your life that are maybe challenges or things that you want to change or yeah so yeah yeah Yeah, definitely (laughs) I can find myself in that as well that you want to kind of you're so combat or at least I see this way like you want to be compassionate and kind to the other person so if you can see that the other person is kind of shy or like kind of like one step back then you also become because you don't want to be like super extrovert or something that the person is more like whole shit (laughs) but I think that that's just a skill of like in a way like people reading or like understanding them and you can still be yourself and just kind of come into their level like you do with the kids you know um so yeah I've had an amazing conversation with you. So thank you so much for joining today. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> it was nice. Yeah. Was this your first podcast? Um, the uh, This is my second. The first one was actually in Spanish. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I haven't spoken Spanish in a long time. So it was really fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. So you speak English, Spanish, and do you speak then a little bit Swedish? And um, I speak very little Swedish. I mean, I understand more than I can speak. I think I'm mm. I'm pretty much understanding everything most of the time. But the speaking part, I have like a I think a block. <laughs> mm. Like, why can't the words come out? Like, you know. <laughs> so I'm working on that. <laughs> yeah, but it's not the easiest to pronounce. Like, um, no, Swedish. but yeah. it's um, I do get a lot of crap for not speaking it and now that mm. I've been here for six years they're like come on Jess you like come on you need to be able to speak some more than this and I'm like okay <laughs> but your home language is still English yeah right? yeah yeah so it's kind of hard if you speak at home like English and then so in the supermarket everybody speaks English as well so then like where the heck do you learn or it? they hear you with like a really bad accent and then they're like switch to English <laughs> like darn it I tried I tried yeah like don't worry sweetie we can <laughs> speak English <laughs> yeah uh could you tell to the listeners where they can find you if they want to connect to you yeah so I have two Instagrams uh one for the photography um it's just jessica hamlin photography and then i have branding with jess and that's basically more like about personal branding and branding tips and i'll give like more like photo tips for entrepreneurs and it just shows a little bit more of like my personal life on that account so yeah (laughs) i had to separate the two i thought so yeah 
Yeah, and I'm gonna say to the listeners that in the next newsletter, there's gonna be a little bit more info about Jess and also all the links to her socials, but they're gonna be also found in the episode notes. But thank you so much again, Jess, and I wish you a great rest of the day. Thank you, you too. Number one desirable. Out of what I want, when I want, and how I want.